Hey, Jeremy. Hello. Sorry, I would have been faster, but the uh, the cord popped out of my speakerphone. I had to climb down and grab it. That's why I just started it. I'm trying to get this music playing real quick. Shoot. Where'd I put it? It's supposed to be here. Hmm. Here it is. You did just watch um, the My Hero episode, right? Um, <clears throat> yeah, I did. Twice. podcast uh we're here to talk about the last episode of my hero academia the one that'll be the last one for i'd say a minimum of a week i don't know how long they're gonna go on a break i think it just might just be a week like most shows do they'll take a week or two off um guess i'll find out when we do some research but this will be the last review for my hero we will be back next week from shaman king and we'll be just doing two episodes like we normally will till like my hero comes back whatever rotation week that um it does come back on so uh with that i don't think there's anything different in our analytics that i think is noteworthy just let me check this out real quick Good weekend. Um, I think you say you had a good weekend or something like that. I think I mean, I've asked. Yeah, I had a pretty good weekend. I was super busy. That's good. Busy is always good. Okay, so we had a download with the recent one I uploaded. Um, I've been really bad about uploading these uh, videos, probably way, way, I mean, uploading these MP3s, these podcasts to the site way before we go live on another one but okay well it looks like we got another download today which is good so that that changed yeah but there's nothing else noteworthy going on i mean i'm seeing that we have a, 
We still get we're still getting German view, viewers. Apparently we're getting some well not viewers but listeners. We're also getting some Brazilian viewers uh, out there too, which is cool. Cool. Is that Florida? Yeah, that is Florida. We got some Florida. We got some Texan. I think. Oh, look at that! It's some somebody in New York City. When well, not New York City, but New York. That's pretty cool. Um, still got to work out the whole how to communicate with got of you guys who are listening to us, but I'll work that out later. But I guess with that, that that's about it. Um, we can move on with the episode review and. This one, normally during this week, we'd be reviewing this along with, my, with Shaman King, but I wanted to, I wanted to really want, I really wanted this one to breathe on its own since it's going to be the last one for at least a week. So I figured I thought it would be, it'd be better, in my opinion, considering that this is, this is pretty meaty. We can, we can really talk about this for an hour, I think. Um, but as I, was, so I don't know how you feel about this, but I feel like there's enough information here to start a conversation. So, uh... We'll, give, we'll begin with this. Uh, the very beginning of the episode, apparently we, we get a few weeks ago in Kyushu. And we come, we actually, uh, the episode starts off with Hawks. And Hawks is like having a conversation with Dobby. Um, I, I stood before that, I don't know how to truly feel about Hawks. And I still kind of feel that way. Um, because I don't know. It seems like he's being a double agent for the for the villains and also for the heroes. Uh, but it seems like he's really still a hero. Like he's still a good guy from the, from from the way he acts the entire episode. He 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 gives me the vibe that at least he's not a bad guy, from what I can tell. Um, we also get to we also get to see a side of him that's a little bit different later on in the episode too, where he's actually serious uh, about doing his job. So I don't really know how I feel um truly about the guy. Uh, what do you have? Uh, I guess what's your opinion on? On Hawks? Yeah. Um, I think, I think we're in, I think the plot line is intentionally trying to set it up so we don't know enough about him to be sure. I think that's what makes the plot kind of interesting in the first place. Um, I think that he is one of the good guys and he's playing a very difficult role as the, um, as the double agent here. But it seems like he does prioritize the good guys much more than the bad guys. Um, you know, when push came to shove, he he saved Endeavor. Um, you know what I mean? But when they had something big to lose, he sent along the, the tip. You know what I mean? Despite the fact that he was being super monitored and everything else. So I think he's one of the good guys, and I think he's on their side. I think he's just playing a very dangerous game. I mean, I can see that. I just don't know how I truly feel about it. I mean, like, I feel like he's a good guy, and he's just playing double agents, which is really weird. I guess, like, with that, because he's on a curse with Dobby, and Dobby, he's, you can see Dobby's being wary of him, at least from Hawks' conversation. Hawks has been monologuing a lot in this episode. We can hear his thoughts and whatnot, so we know what, what he's thinking. Um, essentially, uh, Hawk, we, we cut to a scene where Hawks is talking with Vestianus, and I don't know whether this is in the past or the future, because I, I apparently listened to some other people. Apparently this episode is a is is out of order, um, and by that I mean that the arc that this is being placed in happens later, but they're doing it in this order to make things make sense. I I think, so I don't know what order this was in the actual manga. I would like to go back and check that out, but I probably can't do that without risking spoilers. 
I could care less, but I mean, um, so I don't know what order this really falls in. If this happens after the arc that is supposed to happen next, whatever that arc is, um, so I, like, I don't know what order. It seems like uh, what they're setting up is some type of liberation arc. So I guess we're going to see a lot of interesting characters come out of that. Um, I was saying that we see Hawks like still pulling that double agent. I mean, this entire episode, as he says, Jock is saying that he's playing a really dangerous game, but Hawks knows this, and he wouldn't be doing if he didn't know he could, if he didn't believe that he can do it. Uh, I guess the interesting thing about like this episode too is he's talking about Best Genus, who we now know has been, he's been okay for quite a bit of time, even though he is missing a lung, apparently. So like that, like his his confrontation with One for All left him with just one lung. So I, I mean, he's saying he's gonna go back into being a hero at some point. Um, Soon, it sounds like, right? Yeah, I mean, from the base of everything we know, like Hawks is trying to set up another hero to be the catalyst for the next big fight that's gonna happen. I thought the and, word choice was weird too. The and, way Best Best was like, "I'm going to expose myself soon." I think he just meant that he he's been hidden in the newspaper that we saw that Bakugo had before says he was missing. Like you wouldn't say someone's missing if you didn't know they were uh, if you didn't know where they were or what they were doing. Uh, and it also looks like here, for whatever reason, he went into hiding with Hawks, or Hawks put him into a special situation where he can stay hidden. I have no idea. Based on the fact that he has one one lung, tells me he probably wasn't up to up to snuff to be able to fight again. Um, so they showed us Bakugo and his thought process on Best Genus on purpose, like, I guess, for this specific situation. I'm guessing Best Genus is going to come back into the fray this this, uh, this arc or the next arc. Um, for whatever his purpose is, other than being the guinea pig that Hawks had to choose because Dobby didn't like that uh, Hawks chose Endeavor. Um, and all I gotta say is that it's his fault for not thinking that Endeavor couldn't take on a Nomu. Because he's killed, I think, three during the last incident. It's I can understand how he thought maybe he wouldn't be able to take down his Nomu, but if his, this Nomu wasn't fire resistant, I don't know what he was thinking. Um, it just seems so weird that they like he would be that uh, he would be that of shock that Endeavor was able to take on a Nomu. Uh, considering he fought a few of them, I mean they were they were weaker versions, but he could still light them on fire. I bet the only way those things would be dangerous to him now is they were to make him fire resistant. Um, which, which rains to be seen, but you, you never know. Don't you, you think you can just make them fire resistant? I was saying that the entire time, the only way they could... They haven't done it yet, which is really weird. You'd think they would have used like the, the smart Nomu and made him fire resistant, but they didn't. And Dobby didn't seem didn't seem okay with the fact that he chose number one hero because of all the of all the buzz that generated because of it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Dobby, Dobby's not dumb, so he probably knows something's going on um, and that Hawks was doing all that on purpose. Uh, but uh, I guess we'll see about that. Uh, we have uh, we have the intro. Not much not, not much for an I can talk at spot. I mean, yeah, there's like a group of characters we had never seen before in the intro. Well, we don't know who they are or what they're there for. They seem evil, but I, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna re- wait. I'm gonna re- wait to cast my judgment on them until until we see them. Uh, we cut away from the intro to uh, we find out it, that on July first, not July first, January first, 
the the hero kids were uh, sent home for only one day to enjoy their New Year's Day, and we see you know Deku and his mother for the first time in a while. Um, speaking of why art choices, why do you think they brought that scene into the show? What? Why do you think they brought up that moment with him and his wife and his mom? His mom, his like wife. that. Wait, he, he married the rock already? Dang, that was quick. <laughs> I was saying, trying to say mom and life at the same time, and it just came out wife for some reason. Um, with his, that little slice of life moment where he's with his mom, um, why do, what do you think that served in the plot line? Nothing, because I don't think his mother had never, his mother has never served a plot, a plot relevance at all. That, well, I think it, really that was just that was just what it was. It was just a slice of life. There was no real purpose behind it. I think they just showed us, they just showed us that his mother's doing okay. Because some people are gonna be wondering, like, where is she? Where has she been doing? Um, mm-hmm. I, I will say, with it was weird with her art direction, because in prior scenes, I remember her being chubbier. She seemed skinnier this time. I mean, she wasn't full on skinny like she was before, but she definitely wasn't as like round as she as she was in her past appearances. I don't know if like she's losing weight because like that's the only thing I could think is that she was just fat prior to this for reasons unknown. And um, and honestly, I mean, if you want to give her a purpose, it's probably just I mean, her her little speech saying that she felt she felt she had to protect Deku all those years. When Deku wanted to be like All Might, she felt like she had to protect him. That's probably just giving some closure to what she did in the past, because some people, some people didn't like that. Um, some people didn't like. Even Deku kind of resented her a little bit. Um, I forgot what he said earlier on, but it was like his. He wanted his mother to tell him that he could be a hero, but in reality, she just told him the uh, plain truth. And he, he kind of resented her for that because he was such a young kid and he just wanted to hear he wanted to hear what he wanted to hear. Now, granted, we haven't heard of what Deku thinks of that now. Um, but in reality, his mother was doing the best she could because she she didn't want to hurt her son, which is real. Uh, most parents want to protect their children because they don't want them to... You don't want to see them hurt or whatever. Um, but we see in those scenes, Deku was more hurt with her just hugging him and crying as a little kid. Cause you see that scene over again for like the fifth time in the series, I think where she's hugging him on the computer chair. He's pointing at a, he's pointing at the computer with a, a video of all night. Like, I legitimately don't think it really has any real purpose. I think it's just, it was just a slice of life. They're just showing us where she was. Cause like they, they completely cut her out after they moved all the children into the dorms. I think there was some value to this. I don't think it was necessarily a plot advancement, but the fact there's a big transition here in how the mother feels about uh, Deku. Like she went from like you know you're gonna get killed and like I'm so worried about you and this is awful and I've got to protect you and here I made your costume for you and you got to wear this and blah 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 and like kind of like this this silver spoon in his mouth kind of approach to like admiring him and like having confidence in him and and, like thinking very highly of him and considering the success for him and like even at the end when she sees him leaving she's like she says it's kind of a relief like you know seeing your face i feel relieved somehow it makes me feel like 
this is like a sort of a turning point in his like his plot development that they're kind of like not necessarily happening here, but they're kind of benchmarking it and saying like, you know, something big has changed. Like the mother has gone from worrying about him all the time to being proud of him and I don't you know think what I mean? she's I don't think she's gone well. from worrying worrying about him. Yeah, she's proud of him, definitely. But I'm, I'm she's assuming to she's still worrying about him. She's gone to, to a place of support and pride and admiration. Of course she's going to be worried about him because he's, he's in, uh, you know, puts himself in a lot of dangerous situations and he's taken some big hits. But, like, at the same time, like, she's gone to a supportive place instead of, like, a worrying, like, sort of wishing he wouldn't do this kind of place. Like, now she's like, you're pursuing your dreams and you're on life's big adventure and I'm proud of you, you know? Yeah, I guess I, I guess for me it didn't do much for me because I, I remember that episode where you said that you didn't you didn't approve of how she was treating Midoriya back when they were transitioning from them from you know living with their parents to living on the dormitory. I, I remember we had differences in, in ideal there. I mean, I, I guess in that situation you probably gained more from that scene than I would because I didn't feel the way you did. But um. I forgot what exactly was said, and it wasn't an argument. It was just more we had the way the way we viewed how she was acting was, you know, vastly different. I, I honestly, the way she treated him back then, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't the best parenting, but it was something to be expected because she, as she said here, she she spent most of her time worrying about him, and this was this was reflected back when he was like five years old when he didn't have a quirk and he was so desperate to be. Um, to be a superhero. In reality, he, he could never let that ideal go. He was that desperate. That's why I kind of always believe that, like, the way Deku's acting now, a lot of people probably say it's completely opposite Deku, what, what he acted. I don't think so. I feel like a lot of what he's doing right now is true to his personality. It's just that he never had, he never, he never had the ability to, um, act on those, uh, first, uh, his like first responses. Granted, he did have that. He did have that first burst of running and doing, uh, doing, uh, going against his own will, his own mind. Basically, why is he running towards a danger? But I mean, I like this is. I think it was part of his personality. Now, yeah, she's gone from worrying, but I still think she's she's still worrying about him. I honestly, the fact that we saw her cry a river, um, in the uh in her home, which is kind of funny that the even. They even like bring out the fact that's actually happening, that it wasn't just an animation trick. She's actually crying that much water, because he said right. the uh, the people underneath of the it's the roof is leaking. I was like, oh, so that's actually happening. That's just not animation. Oh, okay. It's just animation. What? It's just animation. No, they he literally. That, I think that was actually happening. In, and in all my. In a world, and all my. And All Might really inflates himself into a muscle form, and it's not just a thing. He Make already, up your mind. He already brought up that he's flexing. He, like, in, in previous, in his past, he always looked like that. He just doesn't look like that now because he took a gut punch. Well, a part of his stomach is missing. He, like, these, this, this, this was all stated by him a long time ago. I don't understand why you don't believe that, but I mean, I've moved on from that because, like, that, like, he's already explained, like, that was that, that his, in present time, he 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 took a huge hit, so he he has to flex, like a like um, bring it in your stomach, 
that was him just bringing his stomach in. He just, he, he just like, it was an exaggerated muscle form the way he used to look. Because that's the way he used to look. He didn't, he did not look emancipated. That was not his normal look. That that whole skeleton look was not is not his normal look. That's his default look now. But before a long time ago, that was not his, that was not the way he looked. Yeah, and when he jumps back into that mode, he's really jumping back into that mode, just like she's really crying a gigantic ass river. I mean, I don't call that a mode. I just say like at least for him, it's like it's just like the way he used to look. He's bringing his stomach in. Cause I I remember like I think it's the episode where he fought all for one. He was like. He was. He said, "I haven't put my back into it," and you weren't convinced that he was really putting his back into it. I kept looking at that scene over and over again. I think he really was putting his back into it. He didn't. He wasn't seriously trying to punch All for One. He was just trying to trick him. <laughs> Which is something that all, all for One has brought up that All Might's never done. This is trick punch him, but uh, he had a limited amount of power, and he consolidated it into his back and like his arm. He like filtered more of his power into the focus area when he did that punch. But, uh, moving on from that, at least the mother, the mother and son scene. <laughs> I just thought it was a cool moment. I, I just want to, I want to drive that home. Like, I think that's a cool moment that, like, regardless of what happened, like, she, when this all started out, she was really worried for him, and, you know, justifiably so, maybe, but, like, she's she can't deny the progress that he's made. You know what I mean? And I think that's that's big to have this character that knows more knows it more deeply than anybody in the series except for Bakugo because she and Bakugo are the two that go way back with him. And she's like grudgingly, she's not grudgingly, but she's just acknowledging it and saying like, you've come a long way, you know? In her way of saying it, you know? I get it. And I knew we had this conversation before so I don't want to get into that conversation again but it's like yeah I understand all that but I, I feel like she had the right you know to be as worried uh, and as controlling over him because I mean she is his mother All Might really had no real say in it um, and All Might realized that like too late in the process I'm actually kind of surprised he even brought that up but um, I mean, even though Dick just has to hide the fact that he's he didn't have a quirk before and now he has one it's not just that, though. She, like, when she's reflecting on his life, she's like, I've been trying to, like, ever since you were a little kid, you were saying I would take bruises with, like, with being a hero, and I would bruise but save other people, and, like, you were worshipping All Might, and I was, like, always so worried about you, and, you know, and just having that reflection of how she felt about it when he was a kid, and how she was like, I'm gonna try, I try to protect him and everything else, and... I don't know. It's just a cool, like, reflection that she's just like, ever since you were little, you copied All Might, she says. Saving, saying you'd save people while getting bruises. Even though you weren't that strong. That's why I thought I have to protect Izuku. I thought that for a long time. But it's like, seeing your face now, I feel relieved somehow. In other words, she doesn't have to protect him. No, I got all that. I mean, I know, I know that. I know, I know everything. I know, like this is like, getting from the role just... of protector to like the role of like supporter and cheerleader. I think that's fantastic. I think that's a really cool like way to benchmark how much progress he's made. 
when your mom is like, wow, I don't have to protect you anymore, like, that's almost like saying that you've become a man, you know? Like, you've, you can take care of yourself right now. That's fantastic and correct. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get all that, but I feel like she was always cheering him on in the back. I mean, what, you know, whatever. Uh, gonna move on. Restart. I get what you mean. The scene definitely had some weight. It just, I guess it just didn't affect me as much as it did you. Okay. It's just a turning point moment that I think is really cool. No, I get it, but I don't think it affect. I don't think it hit me as hard as it did you. I mean, all that does make sense. Definitely, like, I mean, think about it. And then the next line is, "Then the new year began." Like, this all happened like as the new year rolled in. You know, like that's like a big deal. Like, a new year is beginning. Like, he's going off to have like a new beginning with Endeavor. Like, he's leaving like a phase of his life behind. And as he does so, like, you know, visiting home for the holidays for a little bit and getting to see mom, she acknowledges that she doesn't have to protect him anymore. I think that's a big deal. Like, that's a really cool, like, feather in his cap that he's made it to that point, you know? It's like when you're playing a video game and you unlock an achievement. The ach- unlocking the achievement doesn't do anything for your progress in the video game, but it's still a milestone that acknowledges that something big was happening, you know? No, I get all that. I get all that. Uh, it's not that I don't agree with you. By the way, I was looking at a silver spoon before we move on, and I was like, I don't think that was the right turn to be used for that. He was a little coddled. He was a little, sh- maybe sheltered. Yeah, I was going to look up silver spoon to see if they had multiple meanings, but I was like, I was like isn't silver spoon mean privileged? Deku wasn't exactly privileged. I mean, he was privileged in the sense that he had a home and he had food to eat, but in this world, I feel like privilege is more of having an ability and he wasn't I th- I just meant I guess Silver Spoon might not be as relevant as saying that he was a little uh, more sheltered perhaps than he needed to be a little more coddled than he needed to be but then again he was like what 10 you know 10 four, 12 14 like I guess it's okay that he was sheltered by his parents I agree with that. Uh, what was the next thing? Oh, that's right. Uh, we go back to here. We uh, go from there, and we go back to Hawks as he's landing in a building that we've never seen before. Uh, see if I can't get a better. Um, I still feel like his mother got skinnier. I don't know why, but it might have something to do with maybe the not wearing thing because she doesn't oh a lot. Oh my god! Get off the weight loss. Oh, so there was weight loss. Okay, just want to make sure. <laughs> No, it's just like, why the Jenny Craig program, like, focus here? Like, out of all the stuff we could talk about, you're like, she looks skinnier. I'm just saying she, it, I'm sorry, it, it kind of bothered me that she was tall before, and then it, usually I don't see, you don't see shrinking of anime character height unless they are, like, old, old, old 65. And I don't think she's in her 60s, I think she might be in her 40s. The fact that she shrank that much was kind of disturbing for me. But, uh... What was it? Oh, here it is. Like the uh, this building. I don't think we've ever seen this building before, and they don't know what this building is for. The one that Hawks is landing in after all that uh, family how time that Dickie was having. Hawks, how long do you think it takes Hawks to grow back all his feathers? Obviously, not long. He never, he never got a time limit. It's just interesting that he's full, fully fl- uh, fletched out now. I, I mean. It's been a couple of months. I th- uh, yeah. If it was summer when the fight originally happened with Endeavor and that Nomu, then definitely six months have had to pass at minimum. Yeah. I'd say four months at minimum would have had to have passed. 
six at the most would have to have passed. So I'm pretty sure. I'd say two to three months. I'm pretty sure. I mean, we're crying out loud. Like the, it's, the entirety of this of this episode, uh, Hawks as fellas are coming out. I don't know if that was on purpose or if that's just some animation trick they're doing with his wings, but he had been losing fellas the entire episode. Uh, except when he was flying. But I don't know what this building is like. What this building is or who it belongs to. Oh, I thought maybe they told. Never mind. Uh, we see here him landing in front of Slide and Go. Who now I'm curious about because before he seemed like he was just a side character, an extra that we didn't weren't gonna see anymore. But here he is. Also, we get introduced to another character we don't know whose name is or what he even looks like. Um, I don't know what's going on here. It seems like this might be the hero side. I don't know because that guy looks extremely shady to be a hero. Or even like a person giving money to the heroes. I thought he was Dobby, but if it was Dobby, they would have shown his what his face looked like. Because we already know what Dobby looks like. There's no reason to hide him. Mm -hmm. And if it can't be Dobby, because you don't see the burnt skin on his arm. Who is this guy in the laptop is holds some importance. It wasn't Man, Dobby. Oh, you get to see the eyes with like the stitches on them. Yeah, I mean, I was saying, like, normally if it was Dobby, they would have shown us what he looked like because there's no reason to hide him, but they're hiding this guy's face. Yeah. On purpose. I don't know who he is, or, or like, he he could be a villain because he's talking about how Hawks' position as the number two hero allows him to gain access to the hero's uh, database and look things up, because Slide and Go doesn't have that. Um... And also, this guy's watching Hawks anyway. He confirms that because he was watching Hawks grab a, grab some coffee. Um, and he said you he was going to grab the black coffee, but you you hesitated and grabbed this. And he's like, I just like sweet coffee. And I, like that was a really weird detail. They're showing him how carefully they're watching him. I don't know who this guy is. Is that hair or is that part of his coat? I don't. That's weird. At least the stuff Which I was watching, they were implying that they installed this cameras on Hawks somehow. But I can't be right translation. That doesn't make any sense. <sighs> Countless micro devices installed in Hawks. That doesn't. Well, I guess maybe they're talking about his goggles and his ear and his headphones, maybe. Maybe there's some stuff in there. Well, they have the satellite watching him. Yeah, but I don't think the satellite will be enough to track a man that fast. But, um, who, who knows? Satellite? It barely has to move to track him. They're talking about, like, how Slightin' Go was. I feel like this image here, like, was so close that we could see who the heck this guy is, but we can't. Every he's got, like, elf-like shoes, and he has the long, bony fingers, and I think he's someone we haven't seen yet. Well, obviously, he hasn't seen someone we haven't seen because we, if we've already seen this person, they would have shown us They would have shown us already. Well, we come yeah. away from that, and we see Bakugo, Deku, and Todoroki get off the bus to meet his father, and we have this really awkward father-son moment with Todoroki, like, uh, I forgot his name, dang, I forgot his first name. Endeavor is like, like welcome to working with Endeavor, is, is that's not how I feel right now, <laughs> and I was like, okay. Uh, yeah, did he say that part out loud or not? I, I think he out. said that in his mind because the switch and the switch, the switch into the fade. May I think I think he said that in his mind. Granted, with the I way Deku's looking, you think he said it out loud? I 
don't know. I'm going to go on the assumption that he didn't say that out loud, that he has more manners than that, but I have no idea. Um, oh, yeah, he's a very polite and kind shut man. Shut it, Jock. Shut it, Jock. <laughs> I know this entire arc is going to be you just poking fun at Endeavor. No, it's, it's just, all this is going to be. You know, I'm prepared for it. I'm prepared for it. I'm prepared for it. But um, let's just slather on the assuming of good faith here. I'm I'm ready for it. Um, essentially, we they, they had the conversation like Bakugo saying that he looks cringy, and then she, he's like, "I told you to make better friends than this boy." He's like, just like really, you're gonna have the you're gonna you're gonna put on the good father face here, right? And then Deku is like saying, "I look forward to working with you." Endeavor flashes back to when he first talked to Deku all those seasons ago. Um, Deku mentions the fact that he still intimidates him, but uh, I guess he's looking forward to working with him. I actually forgot about this moment because I forgot I thought uh, I thought he never talked to Deku before, but I forgot that he did actually speak to him, threaten him earlier on. But um, we flash back to apparently uh, Deku talk, telling All Might about uh, the opportunity to work with Endeavor, and All Might's all for it, saying that you can learn a lot from him, and so is Bakugo saying that Bakugo can learn from the way Endeavor is right now. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't care what anybody says, Endeavor has changed. I mean, is it enough? I mean, shoot, who knows? But uh, Yeah, for example, he's got a jacket on. <sighs> Not gonna let it bother me. Not gonna let it bother me. But, uh... But like, like he first, they first got the AOK from like All Might, and uh, even uh, Deku's asking about his training for one for all. But he says as long as you keep that, uh, as long as no other power manifests right now, and you keep that lock, image of a lock in your mind going, you should be fine to use Black Whip. Which I don't know how many weeks have passed since he trained to use it, but I remember, I remember a rumor that Deku's supposed to be learning how to control two powers with Endeavor. So I don't know when that's coming. Um, as they're walking, um, Endeavor runs off, looking look like a bigger jerk. But uh, apparently, they, they can keep up with them. And like he, like apparently, I didn't notice until we get to the scene of the crime. But he, apparently, he had either predicted an attack or knew an attack was happening. Uh, I'm still confused at how he knew that. Uh, you can make an argument that it was his agency, but he didn't have an earpiece in his ears. So I don't know how he would have known that. That's really weird. He he seems to be on top of everything is what I'm getting at. It's like he seems to have really picked up being the number one hero in his own way. Yeah. Because he's fighting he's like he's fight he's fighting a glass man who thinks Endeavor's the devil. Um I'm not gonna get into this topic because everybody has their opinion. Moving on. It's cool though because like the it's such a waste of a fight because like I kinda wanted to see that guy's ability. It was he's like here. Like, I mean, uh, he was drawing it in glass. I know. It's just I would have liked to see that guy like in a more fair fight situation because he was, it was a really cool power. And like I don't know, it's just like oh, you wasted a really cool idea for a power on like this little one-off moment. And like I want to see it. I want to see what this guy can do with any amount of glass. And, like glass is we've versatile. Already, we've, already, we've already everywhere. seen though. I don't, I don't, I mean, Endeavor has said that he's really good at his a power, but he doesn't understand him, which I don't understand him either. But I mean, he's a, he's a crazy old man. His eyes are literally like solid white for no reason either. Yeah, I know. I just, I wanted to see more of him. I thought he was really cool. 
Well, just because he's a jail doesn't mean he's not going to come back. Yeah. You do realize that, right? I mean, we're gonna, mm-hmm. they thought, you thought you were going to see um, Top Hat, where that guy was the shrieking ability again until, like, at some point. I'm pretty sure we'll see more of these characters. Just because they're in jail. The only way you not see them again is they're dead. That's it. The only, and the only character that actually died in this show is uh, Night Eye. Sad, sadly. Rest in peace, Night Eye. But, um... Yeah, I mean, yeah, he wasn't really fairly matched with a guy who could melt his glass, but I mean, I mean, he's the only he's the only top hero in this city from the looks of it. So like, I mean, he he decided and he attacked Endeavor because he wanted to anyway. He already he already called him the devil. Um, as his fight, we see Hawks in the I guess he was apparently in a city reading a book on on a skyscraper. He just happened to be in he just happened to be in town. I don't buy that at all, <laughs> but um. Apparently the glass dude is running away. He thinks he's gonna get Endeavor and Bakugo and Deku decide to get involved only for Hawks to beat them by a millisecond. Um and also I guess this is the first opportunity Deku gets to meet Hawks. Which I guess is even interesting because I think they bring up the fact that he's twenty two, that makes him six years older than he is. This brings up like how young he became a full time hero. So yeah. like is it interesting here? Uh, the Prince Endeavor managed to to arrest the Glass dude, who I think his star servant is his name. He never says his name the entirety of the fight until like somebody says, "We didn't do, we didn't mean to do this. We could, we had to obey Star Servant." That's a long name. And then we see this guy dribbling off some propaganda that his light brings darkness. Uh, he seems very, very uh, cult cultist like. Um, like there might be a cult out there who hates Endeavor. I mean, it wouldn't be the first. He wouldn't be the first person to hate Endeavor. I mean, this must work, but we're not gonna get into that either. Uh, Deku pretty much meets, like he says, "Nice to meet you." With Hawks, Hawks says he already knows about it because Tokyo only told him about the. He's the guy who broke his fingers. I thought that was an interesting detail that he decided to decide to bring up. Mm-hmm. So at least that means we know how early on he he heard about Deku. It's a classic way of for Hawks to be so irreverent. Like Hawks like nothing Hawks is like irreverent of nothing. Like it's so on brand for him to be like, Oh yeah, you're the guy that mangled his fingers. You know what I mean? Deku is like one of the top three probably students from his class, which is the top class in the top university for heroes in, in the country. It's not really a university, it's a high school, but I mean that's tomato tomato. But well, uh... You know what I mean, like. I know it's, it's, it's tomato tomato top school. That's really all that really. That's all you need to know. He's not bragging about it, but he's in the top class. He's at the he's at the top of the top class in the top school in the nation for heroes. Like that's that's bragging rights that he that no one ever talks about. And Hawks, I understand that he's the number two hero, but like this is like the up and coming. Like this is the next generation of heroes. Deku could very well be like the next Hawks or give or take a, a position in the top heroes in the future, you know what I mean? And Hawks is like, oh yeah, you're the guy that mangled his fingers, and like that's all he knows. And Decker's like, oh, yeah, okay. You know what I mean? Like Because that happened like six, not six seasons ago, but it happened a lot of seasons ago that he stopped mangling his fingers, and I don't know. Okay. It's just an interesting way to write him off. You're the kid that destroyed his fingers. Like I don't think there's a more effective way to write Deku off than that. 
when he's the writing of Tokiyami saying that he's Tokiyami is over helping with psychics at their hometown. I said, like, okay, that's kind of interesting that Tokiyami, even though Tokiyami didn't have a high opinion of you at the very beginning of it. But um, we uh, I want to just talk about this book that Hawks brings up to um Endeavor, um in the words meta liberation. I want to point out, or at least ask you, have you noticed throughout the course of the series, um, when they go to the TV, when the TV has been like a, a, a behind-the-scenes thing, have you actually been like trying to read what the reporters are talking about, or even read um, some of the subtitles of like what's been going on in the world of My Hero Academia? No, I read so slowly that it's just it's all I can do to just follow. Okay, that's fine. I mean, it's, it's nothing. I just like I I have it to pick up on this because I always wondered. Because they, there are various scenes where they have them sitting in front of the TV, and it's like, why are we seeing this all of a sudden? But um, last, I think it was the two episodes ago, there's like a, there's actually something going on on TV in the news, and it's actually kind of important because it's kind of top news. But um, Metal Liberation actually kind of been, has actually been kind of brought up in the background for a while, and it's been happening in the background. Um, it's mm-hmm. kind of like a, I would say this is kind of like an interesting way to build up further on background noise that you probably haven't been paying attention to. Um, but as we talk about like things been going, there's like been serious problems going on with metas, with meta, with meta humans, whatever, quirk people who've been like uh, causing trouble, and there's some company who I think is owned by Despero, who's the who's the guy that's brought up in this book. Um, they've been like fighting behind the scenes for Despero. But I thought it was kind of cool that Hawks has a book written Meta Liberation. It's like, that's a little bit on the nose. Well, we now know what's coming next. <laughs> it's weird. Despero? I think his name is Despero. I forgot. Is it is it a Despo or something? It starts with D. But, um... It'd be relevant if it was Despero, because that's a... That's a uh, DC character that starts a cult. Well, I think we'll see. I think we'll see his name in the book once we're once we're reading it. But uh, I guess before we get to that, Hawks is trying to give Endeavor some hints here while actually saying it out loud. Um, and he changes his demeanor while giving him these hints because he feels like Endeavor would notice something's not right. And I mean, it takes Endeavor a little bit, but yeah, he he, he definitely does catch on. I mean, later in the episode, but we definitely do that. Endeavor does catch on. It's like that, you know, he's trying to tell him something and he's trying to do it on the sly. Um, Deku being Deku almost ruins the plan, but Hawks apparently had three more books on him, almost like he was intending to give it to some three students. Destro. Destro, D-E-S-T-R-O. Okay, well, kind of wait until we get, but yeah, Destro, like the liber, uh, apparently he's the, he's like the guy behind the liberation. We don't know what he looks like other than that little silhouette that they showed us of him, but, um. But yeah, there is some cult going on in the background that wants liberating metas because Hawks bring it up in the book that apparently they're looking to liberate all people with powers, which kind of bring kind of goes into the whole uh, thing about like how um, I forgot how many seasons ago, but it was definitely the reason why they went after their licenses. You find out from a cop pooch that it's illegal to use your powers without a license, which that was a whole thing and a whole stupid thing. But I mean, I guess it was purposely put into the plot so we know something's going to come up later. Because a lot of people didn't agree with the fact that why are powers illegal? It's kind of a part of your person. Why would you make yeah. using your abilities illegal? But it looks like here it's becoming it's going to come up at some point based on this Destro dude who has been in the news too. If you've actually been looking at some of the news when there was a TV on the screen, there, he has come up with the news. 
So I just like how sly it's been put in the background. First of all, that was not how it was handled in the in the manga. But I love that if this is if it, it if it was some like if it was some anime privileges that they were doing that to, it was kind of funny that they were doing it in the background, hoping that they get to this point. But um, Alex flies off, giving hopefully Endeavor caught the caught the clue. We go over to Endeavor's agency, and um, the first thing we see is four people from his agency who I don't recognize at all, and we see one of his sidekicks. Uh, her name is Burnin. I had to look her up just to see like what an artificial artwork of her looked like. Um. He's got 30 sidekicks. Yeah, I saw that too, but I was hoping not to bring that up. But yeah, he's she is one of 30 sidekicks that Endeavor has. Um, I, I guess I guess I shouldn't be shocked that he had a fire sidekick, but I get at the same time I was kind of like a little bit shocked that he had like a sidekick that was a fire sidekick. But I mean, I guess it makes sense. It's kind of a little bit on the nose, but I mean, it makes sense. Burning I mean, kind of such a boring and normal superpower. Of course, he's gonna have one. Gonna ignore that. Uh, she pretty much has uh, her her little like uh, I guess not bargain, but like uh, conversation with Bakugo uh, saying that he's gonna have to work his work his hardest to outshine them. Um, apparently, Bakugo and Todoroki have not done one work work study. I, I thought that was weird, but I guess they couldn't because they didn't have their licenses. Yeah. So um, they bring that up as an important part of the plot. Uh, apparently, Endeavor's agency has so many requests for hero work that a hundred comes in a day, uh, which is like, well, that's a lot of work. Um, I guess it explains why Endeavor needs an agency to work. But I think this is something that was brought up even before it became number one. I guess it just kind of got it got crazier as it became number one. But uh, go on from that little like we then we go in the background with uh, Endeavor in his chair in his office. He's thinking about everything that um, that pretty much uh, Hawks said to him, and he was always he brought the fact that anytime he's ever talked to him, it seemed like to him that he was joking, which made him take whatever was going on seriously. And he pieces together the code words from the highlighted pages that the liberation is coming in four months. That was kind of interesting. I'm actually kind of curious if we're going to end the season on the liberation happening. Because uh, four months is a long time, and four months would put us... It's June right now, so July, August, September, October. October is when season four, uh, season two of Demon Slayer is coming out. Can't wait to watch that. Um, November, if it we're talking about real in life months, so I don't know. Considering how late one my hero even started, they could pull the whole. We're gonna be leading up to liberation, like this. This being the last season for the, this last arc for the season, and they were going to season six with the liberation. I'm guessing, because accidentally found out apparently there's another liberation arc following the liberation arc. <laughs> So, like, I don't know if they would attempt to do that here. Like, they're coming in waves? Yeah, like, something is happening. Like, things are going to get crazy um, from here on out.
but I don't know because he said four months, and usually when my hero gives us a timetable, it, they actually mean literally. So I don't know. And based on since it's like the beginning of the year for them, like this would be happening in April, so they could attempt to end everything in October this year or November, and we they come back April next year. They could do that, but it kind of makes you wonder how long is the Endeavor arc? Because I heard that this arc is actually out of order. Uh, so I don't know how long the arc is. If the if they believe that they're they're correcting order of events, making things easier to understand, but I don't know. Because I don't know how out of order it is, and we probably won't know until it gets to the arc that we're supposed to be on. Um, we find out the liberation is coming, and I think they give a number of how many people it's going to be. I haven't noticed that yet. I'm watching the scene right now. Yeah, I'm trying to see. I thought they gave a number, but I could be wrong. I'm watching it. Nope, they don't give a number. So whoever this massacre of people, it's it's enough to cause Endeavor to be nervous. They number over a hundred thousand. What was that? It's uh around twenty one thirty ish. Liberation Army, the number. Okay, over 100,000. That's a large group of people, uh, considering that 85% of the world has powers. Ugh. It's just kind of scary when you think about it, like that that much uncontained power. Which, actually, um, I just not thought about this with, with that concept in mind. One for All has been waiting for something to happen so he can get out. This might be what he's been waiting for. <laughs> Which one for all is pretty confident that... I mean, all for one is pretty confident that he's getting out. You know, but he doesn't seem the type of guy that would stage a coup uh, just to get out because they got him in there and they could probably easily restrain him. I mean, I mean yeah, they, they, he, he could probably break free from restraints, but it feels like to me he's waiting for some moment to break out. Like, he's waiting, he's waiting for something to happen where nobody is looking at him. That's, I mean, at that's, the, end that's the, the feeling day, I got from him. Has his power, and All Might does not. And Deku's not up for fighting him yet. So he kind of won that little exchange with All Might, despite if he got captured and really can get out, then he kind of won that exchange. It was a tough lot. It was a tough win in a narrow margin. But if he if he ends this by getting out, and All Might has been forced into retirement from that fight, then he kind of won it. I guess I guess I also want to bring this up too. I've been Especially like, because uh, like everybody saw All Might in that fight and come out victorious but also definitively demonstrate that he wasn't going to be strong enough anymore. Which has started things like the Liberation Army and stuff like that. And far seeing um all for one knows that things like this are happening now that he's like degenerated justice in the world and crime rates are going up. No, they don't have their invincible protector anymore. Yeah, but I still feel like he's waiting for something to happen so he can, like... Because I feel like, to me, if you if he had his powers and he was able to get out, he would have done it a long time ago. He, he, I feel like he's waiting for something. I feel like he's literally he's, waiting for something. I think, I think he's put himself in there so that 
his little protege, the guy with the hands, can uh, come into his own. And he's like, because he says it straight out. He's like, all my, you're like staying there and guiding and coddling your, like, your, uh, your little, your next of kin, kind of. But, like, he's stepping aside and letting the guy, like, fly on his own right now and become a villain in his own right. So it's just two different ways of growing, like, their respective students. Yeah, but I think Shigaraki's like done enough growing as it is. I feel like that's why I, I feel like he's waiting for something. And I, I'm not saying he couldn't get out of it. I, I just feel like he's the type. He seems like the type of guy that he's been waiting for centuries, uh, fighting the users of one for all. He's fought every single one of them. Um, yeah. The only one he's fought that he's had a problem with is All Might. So it, to me, I think he's waiting for something. Like I feel like he's got to be waiting for it. If it isn't the Liberation Army thing, it's something else he's waiting for. And I'm I don't think he has anything but to do with he's... the Liberation Army. But it might, you know, I, I feel think, like it has to be. I think he's confident that when he, when he does get what he's waiting for, he's going to have the solution he needs. Like, yeah, I feel like he's waiting smugly for it, not like with anxiety or anything like that. Like, I think he's waiting with a feeling that when in the end, and he's just having to bide his time for a while. Yeah, I don't think he's anxiously waiting, but I, I feel like I feel like the liberation arc, because if you go back to the the backstory that we saw of the little brother and the older brother, we saw that uh, one of All for One's like greatest strengths was, was uh, talking to people and getting them to uh, uh, prepare for an uprising. The liberation army thing, whatever this is, is the closest thing to what he tried to do a long time ago, and he's not a part of it. But I feel like, considering that the police, the people who are watching him, would be so much more, um, they were so much more content. When well, I content, would they be still having so much on their hands trying to stop a, an uprising out there that it'd be the perfect time for him to, for him to, uh, to break free, or if he can't break free, it'd be the perfect time for Sugar Rocky to break in and break him free. But um. There's been a rumor, and I, I've been wondering for the longest time, because apparently there's been a, there's been a lot of hyping up of something that people call my villain academia, and, I, and I, apparently some line was thrown out that this is what they were referring to. So I think something's gonna happen here uh, with Shigaraki and the gang, because we haven't seen them in a while, actually. The last people we saw from that group was Twice and Toga, and that was like during the, Chis the Chisaki stuff. Like, Shigaraki has been in the background somewhere just, like, biding his time. If anything, this would be the perfect time for him to, to, to show back up and cause some serious um, damage. You don't think there's any chance of this 100,000 strong or Nomu? No, I don't think so. That could, ex that could explain what they've been doing. No, because the way Destro, at least the way you talk about Destro, and he's been, uh, there are people out there who don't like the way society is right now. Was with all I'm getting from everything that's been happening, what I've been piecing together in the background, uh, there's been a lot of people who don't like the way society is, and I feel like if anything, this Destro dude is the perfect guy to bring up a mass amount of people. They don't have to be strong, but it's just, just got to be enough of them that it, it could cause the police an issue. Like in real life, when a riot starts, police can get overwhelmed. Like, even though they're supposed to be the royal law, they can easily get overwhelmed if there's a group of a thousand people rushing um, 
you know, ru rushing, uh, ru rushing into a one direction. We had we had an instance of that in January, but um, I could date this content. But uh, wait, was it this year? No, it was this year. But um, I highly doubt it'd be known because I feel like they would not be so um, well, he would not be so coy. To let Endeavor know that it would be Nomu. Because I feel like he can get that through a, a message. He wouldn't have to, like, tell him outright. But he, I feel like he can, he can get that through a message. Because I feel like the words no and Mu would have to be in that book somewhere. Yeah. So I don't think it's Nomu. Plus, they don't need a thousand Nomu to do what they need to do. They just probably get five. Well, a Nomu is not, like... A measurement of power, like the Nomus we've seen, are like some of them are super flimsy and some of them are unbelievably powerful. We've had a Nomu go one-on-one, yeah, but they've been all experimental. I know, but we've had a one-on-one -on -one go. We've had a Nomu go all one-on-one -on -one with All Might, and then we've had a whole Nomu factory like taken out by a hero invasion at one point. Like the the Nomus are. Very variable in, in what they can do and the quality yeah, of All Might didn't really defeat that Nomu. You just knocked it out into like in, into a hole in a, in a part. All of us, I didn't say that. I said we had a Nomu go one on one with All Might. I never said he defeated one. I just said we had a Nomu go one on one. You know, was was that caliber where All Might had to go one on one? And then we also had um, we had other Nomu that like were pretty pretty much just you know, cannon fodder. So I think that, like, there's a thousand Nomu could mean, like, if 995 of them are trash Nomu, that doesn't really mean that much, you know? I think Bakugo could take on, like, 10 crappy Nomu alone if they were bad enough. I don't know, if they give them regeneration, which seems like a lot of these Nomu seem to have... Some of them had it for sure, but they were like, the point of a Nomu is it's like someone that's been flooded with tons of powers that were taken from somebody else, and it has more powers than it can comprehend, and it kind of loses its mind, and then they kind of control this like mindless thing that's overloaded with powers. So those powers, like they don't say, all right, get me a thousand regeneration power to steal and, and hand on, like. If they get a regeneration power, they can give it to one. If they don't, they can't. So, not everybody's going to get a regeneration power. It's just not the way it works. And you don't know that? I mean, like, we've had, like, two Nomu that had regeneration. Yeah, we've had two Nomu, but we've also had, like, a hundred Nomu. I mean, who's to say? Wait, cause I thought the ones that I, I thought the small fry that Endeavor fried, some of them had regeneration. I'm pretty sure they were, those small fry were all black too. And they make a point to say the black Nomu are supposed to be the ones with regeneration. Okay. I don't think they all have regeneration. I'm, I feel very comfortable saying they don't have universally have regeneration powers. Well, I know the I black think... ones do. I mean, they make a, they make a, they make a point to say that the black ones do. Okay. I mean, if the black ones do, that's fine. I, I think that they all have some sort of defensive something, like some something that makes them durable or, you know, hard to kill one way or the other, but I don't think it's all specifically... And it might be with the black ones, but I don't think every single Nomu has regeneration. 
And right now, I mean, I don't think it could be any no moves because I mean, unless they have more hidden somewhere that were failed experiments like that. Uh, I forgot the oh, name yeah, of they that do. one. They said they referenced that that was just one of their factories in that arc. I don't remember it well enough now to tell you exactly how it went down, but they referenced that it was a setback, but it was it wasn't their only factory. Well, I highly thought they would waste their no moves on a liberation. Because all that would do is cause more chaos. Uh, I don't know. I don't think they want that much chaos when they want to get. If the Shigaraki is trying to get his boss or father figure back, yeah. he isn't going to like I, risk all all this damage and chaos if he's changed and grown. When Shigaraki does make a move, there will be no moves. <laughs> you know, I don't know. So if it's if this isn't Shigaraki, there won't be no moves. But when he does make a move, there's I think there's going to be no moves. I mean, De De Endeavor can burn them all to similar. Because I don't, I, I keep on saying this, and I've been waiting for it to happen. They need to make one. If they, if they really want one of these things to kill Endeavor, they need to make them the fire retardant. There's no, there's no other way around it. Because he's gonna blast them. Or like, even if they do manage to get, you know, do some serious damage to, uh, to Endeavor, like that high end dude did, like they still gotta deal with Todoroki. His son, you know, they still gotta deal with him. Like, I mean, yeah. and he's got high caliber capacity for fire. He just know how to bring it out. So, like, I mean, they've got to make these guys fire retardant. But I just feel like because all they've been doing is fighting All Might, Endeavor's only recently become a, become a problem recently. So if they did have like no moves in the factory, because all all for once been in jail, so they they can't be giving them unless there's another way to give people powers. I don't think. Like this, they, they if they have factors, they've already had people. They've already got these normals set with powers already. There's no way to give them anymore. Just makes me like I feel like they've got this is a problem with Endeavor. But maybe that's kind of why Wadabi got upset. He's like, you know, like why did you bring number one into this? You shouldn't have done that. But um, yeah. So it's just kind of just kind of weird. Like I feel like they're not gonna have it because if Endeavor's there, they're gonna. Yeah, I, there'll be a limit to how many he can light on fire and burn, but. I'm pretty sure that the limit won't be nowhere near as much as they need it to be to be able to do any real to be able to do any real damage. Mm -hmm. so I don't even know. It's like I feel like they need to make these things fire resistant because there's no way around it, unless that high end Nomu that he fought. Maybe all the other ones got brains too. Like I said before, or like they Nomu, just... a, a Nomu with a brain is dangerous. Or they just didn't target Endeavor, you know, and take him out before they start their battle, like, Endeavor becomes a kingpin point. I mean, think about... Before you get into this, we can agree that All Might is, hand, and in his prime, is hands down better than Endeavor, right? Like, that's the thing, right? Whoever has the uh, one-for-all, like... Quirk is going to be probably the number one hero in their prime of that time. I mean, I mean, yeah, I can agree with that, but at the same time, those no moves you can't destroy them with, with, with like. Give me, give me a minute. Already tried. Give me a minute to, I know, but that's not where I'm going with it. I just wanted to agree on that, so it wasn't a distraction for my next point. There's a big jump down from All Might to Endeavor. Like in power, Endeavor is more useful against Nomus, sure, but there's a big drop down from All Might to Endeavor, and also in the public eye. Like Endeavor is 
very, very, very respected in the public eye, but All Might was, like, the one that everybody saw and, and started cheering and Endeavor everyone sees, and they're glad that he's there. The next one down is Hawks. And in my opinion, Hawks is a huge drop down from Endeavor. And, like, as well. Like, I think he drops, it's a major, major step down from Endeavor to go from All Might to Endeavor and Endeavor to, like, Hawks is a huge drop down. If they were to take out Endeavor, like, enemies wouldn't even be that worried about hero. Like, they, the heroes would lose their effective, um, their effective, like, spokesperson. There's nobody that compares to Endeavor after All Might is down. So, it would just be a huge, huge, like, shot in the gut for them. Like, they wouldn't, I don't think the heroes have someone that can replace him as, like, their main person after that. Best Genus is injured, like, and he's not, he's not really going to be, like, able to replace Endeavor or All Might. Hawks is not enough to replace Endeavor or All Might, in my opinion. He's cool and everything, but he's not, he's not, like, the role model, like, the, the symbol of peace that they need. I mean, who would do it, you know? I'm gonna, I like to point out why you're doing this. The, the, that bug zapper has been going off. Like every yeah, what? So, every other that bug zapper has been going off. Every other syllable there's been a bug flying in it. Yeah, it's a good bug zapper. Not that I'm not that it's a problem. I just want to point out that anybody's like wondering what that noise was that he, when he was talking. That was a bug zapper. Every other consonant apparently a bug decided to go straight into the light. But continue. That was what I had to say. I just think that, like, that's it. Like, it's a huge drop-down in power. Like, if they, like, there's a lot of good reasons, other than just that Endeavor is specifically effective at killing Nomus. There's a lot of reasons to take out Endeavor before they, um, before they move on the rest of the heroes. I still feel like the main, like, like I'm not like Dever's powerful. I'm not gonna lie about that. But it's like I feel like if you give him the right villain to fight him, I mean even Dobby Bright could uh, overwhelm him. But um, if Dobby is his son, but we won't be getting to that until much later. But uh, like, cause like Toka could probably well if she could get near him. But I don't endeavor if endeavor Dever probably doesn't know what she can do. But he'd probably be wary of that psycho chick. Um, only twice would be any twice would be a problem for him. Shaggy Rock would be a problem because he's crazy, and like one touch of his hand could just decay your, decay your face. Um, mm-hmm. That reptilian dude's in jail, so that's nothing really worry about him. They killed it's the just, magnet dude. The pro heroes community right now is just very, very tenuous. They need someone that looks like it's the top hero, that looks like a top hero, and acts like a top hero. And they just don't, don't have that place right now. I really don't know if I agree with that because then All Might's created a problem. Like, they, they don't need, they don't need another, they don't need someone else to take his spot only for them to retire in the future because they are going to retire, I mean, whether it's by force or you know old age, they're going to retire, and then you got a problem. Like that's why I, that's why I say right now, when he All Might, he he has created a problem in this hero society. They all depended on him. That was no mistake. All the heroes didn't need to do anything. They had All Might. And I, think, I think they even bring it up. They didn't have to do anything. That's why heroes like uh, Mountain Ladies showed up. 
you know, they didn't have to worry about anything because All Might was there, and like, they didn't have to worry about it. All Might was the end-all, be-all. Any villain that did anything would have to fear All Might. The moment All Might left, as you said, everything went downhill. And Devers the only Devers right now the only person trying to keep whatever like cracked pillars that are still up up. And once he's gone, like you said, that Hawks couldn't Hawks could probably keep a pillar keep a pillar up, but he'll only be good against speed types. He can't he's not really good against like power types. No one's gonna be afraid of Hawks in the way that they would be afraid of Endeavor or All Might as a villain. I think he could scare some people. I mean, not like he's intimidating. He's not gonna like. I mean, with with All Might, they were just like, "Oh my God!" Like they've got the trump card. They've got the guy that's better than all of us. All Might can take on any one of our heroes, no problem. Probably two or three. And then the same with Endeavor. They're like, "Wow, Endeavor! Like he's so powerful. Like they've got a lock. No matter how powerful our guy is, they've got someone that's more powerful than him." With Hawks, they're like, "Oh yeah, he's good." You know what I mean? We got to be careful about that guy, but he's a bird. You know, like he's a really powerful bird man, and like I think we can ultimately take him down if we get a really good coordinated plan together. I don't know with a speed like that because he he uh, Hawks commented that that speed of the high end he was faster than he was. I don't. The yeah. only way they could overpower him is they were to make him make a no move faster. Which I mean, not saying it's impossible, but I, I'm just saying that right now all the no moves that I've seen, none of them have been really quick. They've been really so strong, you, for sure. Once you've taken down, once you've taken down Superman and Wonder Woman, like the Flash is going to go down sooner or later. You know, it's just the way it is. But if you run at something fast enough, all the momentum built up from that will become a super punch. Yeah. Just saying, that's like one of the, the it, like the Flash's abilities might just be speed, but when you, when you it's it, it's the speed and the application of it plus. The Flash is not a good example because the Flash has the thing called the Speed Force, which is a god energy. So like, right? It's pretty good. I just meant like in a different universe comparison. Like, you're gonna be afraid of Superman, and you're gonna have really strong respect for Wonder Woman, even though she's clearly not as strong as Superman in any of the comic book universes that they're both in. And the Flash is clearly not as strong as those two, and he also doesn't really have that scary personality that Wonder Woman's capable of having and Superman definitely has when he's up against an enemy, you know, where they're just like, oh, fuck, I'm screwed if I go up against Superman. Flash and, isn't meant to be a scary guy. He's meant to be really a funny dude. He's supposed to get people mad at him. I mean, honestly, I feel, I feel like, I think even the Justice League, he, he's, he destroyed the, uh, the Lex Luthor-Brainiac combo when he shouldn't have been able to. Yeah, he didn't. Every time the Flash does something like that, it sort of feels like a miracle because you don't expect him to be that good at what he does. It's like, oh, okay, you know. I understand. Don't, don't count Hawks out. I understand. He's already commented the fact that, that he's not good at like, power types, but I'm just saying. I mean, I, I, I will agree. That he's not gonna. I feel like he'll be able to keep up a pillar, probably barely, but I feel like he'll be able to keep up a pillar. At least Endeavor is trying to keep up whatever all my left behind. I mean. You know, like it isn't a hundred percent what he left behind, but I mean, he's trying his very best. Mm-hmm. I feel like Hawks could probably keep up a pillar, even a half pillar, but it wouldn't be nowhere what Endeavor did. I, I'm just saying that I feel like to me is like if they're really trying to take down Endeavor. I mean, I still don't know if a group of people could take him down. Like, I mean, Endeavor has got a Endeavor does not know when to give up. And, and that's one positive thing about that man. He does not know when to give up to his detriment. 
he will keep fighting until his leg has been cut off. And probably then he probably won't give up. But, uh... I guess well, basically I was saying, I guess I was saying before we end this off here, my bi my biggest thing was like I like you said we need somebody else to take all my spot. I really don't think we need somebody taking all my spot. All might just created a problem. As much as like no one wants to talk about it, and in the, in the various world in the very world of my hero, we look at everybody objectively, and we look at all my objectively. All my has created a problem. He, 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 and it was all, the problem wasn't, the problem isn't really his fault because he was just good natured and he wanted to do it and nobody else other than Endeavor was trying to compete with him or get to his level. Uh, so like, I mean, yeah, it's kind of the other hero's fault that they, like, if they felt easy enough to be able just to hang about, do absolutely nothing and, you know, but he created a problem and it's kind of fractured everything. We don't need another person being the center, keeping everything up, cause like, like we're all—they're all human. It, it, it takes something to kill you. Like you're not immortal, unless you have that ability to make yourself immortal. But I mean, the only person that we have seen that is like one for all, but um, all for one. But um, like we don't need another. As much as as, as cool as it would be for Deku to take that spot, I really don't think we need another one, cause it's just. I feel like he's created a problem, and then we need to address it. We need to fix whatever problem he created, and if then you want to put somebody in that spot again, sure, by all means. But we need to fix the problem underneath. Like the pillars weren't as strong as is like All Might thought they were, because if it, if it was, people wouldn't be panicking that All Might's gone. You know, they see the other heroes are around. There's there's a reason why the hero is a profession. You know, the other heroes need to be pulling their weight. But they weren't, because All Might was there. Again, that's probably their fault, not really 100% All Might's fault, but he still contributed to the problem. Yeah. That's really my... That's really the issue I had with the character. I mean, it was the only issue that came up after he left. What else is he supposed to do? I don't know. I just, I just like like um, I, and it was only a problem. I only realized that was there after he had retired and you know his power disappeared. Cause I didn't think he was gonna like disappear and not be a hero anymore. But like with the moment that like the moment that it happens, it's kind of like the whole idea of Superman. Superman's the pillar that's keeping everybody safe in the DC universe. Like people, when there's somebody that nobody can defeat, they call that man in to defeat them, and he never seems to die. He he gets hurt a lot, but like you know he doesn't. You, you're never gonna imagine a world without him. Because, I mean, even the worlds that don't have Clark Kent, there's another Superman involved in there that's as powerful as he is. Like, like, like I don't know what else All Might could have done or should have done. Like I said before, is that really all his fault? I mean, it was all in good nature. You know, All Might's a good nature individual. He did all that because he wanted to. He wanted to be the pillar. But I feel like he didn't think, he didn't think through the implications that he was having. You know... He, it was all. It was all. He was all being. It was all in his good nature that he trying to do all that. But like, I guess he didn't. I feel like he didn't think it all through. That he like, what happens if I leave or retire? You know, what happens then? If everybody depends on me, what's the point of the heroes being around? You know, what's the point of having this profession if all all you need is this one dude? Right. And essentially, all you needed was all might. That's all you needed. Like when he was around, like, it was ridiculous. So like I just I don't know I, f I feel like I feel like it's like a fifty fifty thing like the heroes that were underneath him should have been 
doing their best to keep up and at least do what Endeavor's been doing, trying to keep up with them. I think it's the only real reason why Endeavor is like the 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 the, the second best uh, second best thing next to All Might because Endeavor was the only one trying to, you know, be be better than him and be uh, save more people than he was. That's why he, if anything, Endeavor had earned the number two. Everybody else below him from there didn't even deserve to be in the spot they were in. Because when I can tell, like, when they introduced Mount Lady, she was just in it for show business. She just wanted the money from the fame and stuff like that. She wasn't trying to be a hero. That changed as soon as All Might had left. A lot of these heroes had their own ideas for what they wanted to do, but they didn't have to worry about, didn't have to really worry about the, um, the, the, the saving people aspect. Even that's what they yeah, were trying the to do. That was the whole premise of the Stain arc. Like, nobody had anything to worry about. So I'm just saying that, like, um, and Stain caused a problem even when All Might was around, but I just, I feel like, like that's why I, like, I truly believe that we don't need another person taking that spot. We need to fix the problem that All Might had created. Not on purpose. Just the problem that he had created. And I feel like, to me, it'd probably be a lot better if All Might has acknowledged that he created that problem, but it doesn't even seem like even his retirement that he realizes that there's a problem been created from him being the number one for so long and then him stepping down. Mm-hmm. But instead, he's like perpetuating it by passing Deku. But again, what would he do otherwise? Like, he has to. Deku's going to be the most powerful hero if he can get this thing down, right? Yeah, but then, but as I say, like, I mean, and the problem might not even become a problem, really. At the end of the day, when the manga ends, but I'm, I'm just sitting there saying that when I'm thinking about the future of the world itself, um, all my and I don't know what else he could have done. Maybe he could have trained the other heroes. I have no idea. But when he he was so focused on trying to prevent evil, that I mean, what's the point? That's what I was saying. I don't really know. I feel like a lot of the problems kind of stem from All Might, like you know. And, and I'm not saying that like he did this maliciously, as I keep on saying. It was probably all by accident. It was a byproduct of what he's been doing. But, I mean, at the same time, it's like... I guess like there's nothing else he could have done. Maybe it really is up to the other heroes that maybe they shouldn't have been slacking off what they were doing when he was doing everything. But what can you do when a man can be in Tokyo and jump to Japan, and attempt to uh, jump to America in just a single two leaps? Like, what can you do? You can't beat that speed. I mean, Endeavor was still trying to. Um, like, I forgot his record when Nomad was around. But, like... That was a- Powered All Might too, huh? That was a depowered All Might too. Oh, that's right, but um, yeah, I mean, no, was trying his best. To, landed, to, like to... the guy was like, "Oh, I thought you'd be here faster." Yeah, that's true. I mean, that was the only one who was trying to like. I mean, and Hawks says this in, in any of the flashbacks we have with him that you know he looks up to All Might. I mean, we even—I mean, All Might, but Endeavor. We even see at the in the ending credits where he has an Endeavor doll. <laughs> so I thought that was kind of cute, but uh. Yeah, you know, it's like he says that you know, Endeavor was the only one seriously trying to like, you know, get up to his level. I mean, we see in the flashback that that there's a hole between him and All Might. It's like All Might isn't even like next to the hole. All Might is so far ahead of the of the of the crevice. He's just trying to put a ply, piece of plywood and some stone down so he can step on it. Mm-hmm. So like, I mean. Yeah, I mean, what can all my what could all my done? I mean, maybe he could have like really helped out the other heroes, telling them this or that, t- telling him his trade secrets. But if all he was trying to do was be the pillar, which is what he was doing, then I mean, at the end of the day, he was doing all he needed to do. 
But like, I, and maybe Deku will be different. Maybe Deku will see that there's a problem that All Might created, um, and maybe he's gonna try to fix it as he's trying to get up there. But um, and All Might isn't All Might's actions weren't all bad. I mean, he's he's inspired kids to want to be just like him. So, I mean, what he did wasn't all bad. He 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 definitely inspired people. Um. I wish he inspired the heroes that were supposed to be underneath him as his colleagues more than the kids that he was inspiring. But I mean, hey, what hindsight's twenty twenty. Yeah. But uh, oh, I don't want to look back at twenty twenty. Why did you bring twenty twenty into this? And with that, we're going to end the podcast here. See you guys. <laughs> <laughs> See-